I gotta take the little Kittner boy swimming later this afternoon. You should have farted him away! It sounded like tit-sucking, but I don't know. Words are hard, it's early. We're gonna da, 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 da. If it doesn't have Batman or lightsabers, I'm out. The diseases that I have acquired. Bouncing down the road on his giant testicles. Their airfare on that on that uh, uh, Sunday. So I know that there's going to be a transfer fee, but I want to. I just want to make sure that I'm able to uh, like get on that other that other flight, um, and they're still able to get on their their own flight because you know they, I, their itinerary is under my TJ you hit record, my name, right? so I'm not sure how that yeah. works. <laughs> Correct. So that I'm flying out uh, at like I think I'm not sure what the, the flight time is, but we're, I'm flying out that Thursday, and then they'll fly out. And then there was one bag that I paid for, and that that bag that luggage is under my my name. I think it's for one carry on, and I'm not going to need that. She she's the one that that needs that, not me. I'm just going to have a backpack or something or a briefcase, but she'll be the one that needs that. So how does that work? Because I already paid for that luggage. Okay. And I can move it to hers. Okay. Okay. Then, with that being said, with that being said, I think it's probably best that you just purchase a whole other ticket because the cancellation fee is seventy-five dollars slash modification fee. It's seventy-five dollars, and you only paid seventy-eight for the ticket. Ah. Okay. Okay, so basically, would I just just I just wouldn't show up on that uh, on that Sunday. I would just guy there would be a ticket that would just kind of no one's there. It doesn't matter. I mean, my wife and kids they get their boarding passes and they they go, and I just have another ticket for that uh, that Thursday. Correct, but I am gonna put note to the system that you will not be on, and the reason being is because if I don't, they're gonna cancel out your second segment, and I don't want them to do that to you. Okay. Because they figure if you're not going, if you couldn't go out, how are you getting back, right? Oh, okay, gotcha. So, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Okay. So, with that being said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to place you on a brief hold. Okay. I'm going to take those carry-on bags and I'm going to put them under Joni's name. Okay. And then I'm just going to put notes in the system to say that you will not be on the outgoing flight, but do not cancel your second segment because you will be on that flight. Yeah, because yeah, that would not be that would not be good. Yeah, that would not be good if I wouldn't be able to get on the other on the other uh, yeah, flight home. Be upset. Sure. Okay, great. Thank okay, you. Hold on one second. Thanks. No worries. You know, a brief hold. Yeah, brief hold. See you in an hour. Oh, uh, an hour. Yeah, an hour and ten minutes now. Oh, it's so dumb. Now that means that I mean I'm committed. Okay, so then you have to buy another one. Yeah, which is going to be.
Oh, he's recording it, so it'll be funny. <laughs> Anything oh. for entertainment, Eugene. Huh? <laughs> so if you know, that would have been. Can you imagine if I would have just not shown up and then the flight back? It would have been like, no, you're not allowed to get on this plane. Okay. Um. I'd like to get the flight booked. Are you on hold now? Oh, I don't even think they're recording anymore. Yeah, we are. They're not even Skyping anymore. TJ, you're there, aren't you? Yes. Can you guys hear me at all? Yeah, I hear you. I don't okay, see you, but I, I don't see you, but I hear you. Okay. Eugene, can you hear me? See, he doesn't. He doesn't have his earbuds in, so he doesn't hear us. Can you see me now? Yeah. Oh, hey. I feel the rage. I feel the rage. Hi. Here, <laughs> Uh huh. That's Allegiant. <laughs> Brief hold. <sighs> Hi, Gene. Yes. All right, thank you for holding. So now Johnny has a carry-on bag um, each way going and coming. Um, and you are all set to still return on the returning flight. Okay, perfect. Once again, I did put notes in the system. Did you want me to help you book your um, your new ticket? No, actually, I'm on your website right now. I'm ready to pick out my seat, and then it's a done deal. Okay, not a problem. So I think that that should take care of everything then. So basically, um, she'll still be able to print out, or she'll be able to put the uh, boarding passes on her on her phone to show at the airport, and then I won't be there on that out I go. But then the return flight back, we're all going to be on the same flight. Okay. And also what That's I'm what you get for being house Slytherin. Uh, I'm going to... Hold on. Um, I know you said you're booking a seat. I'm going to take your seat from the first segment. Okay. And... and um, yeah, I think... I, yeah, I paid for that seat. No, I know. Okay. That's why I'm going to give it to you in the form of a credit voucher. Oh, good. Nice. Okay. All right. So that way you can use the credit voucher for... Um, you know, to apply towards the ticket that you're putting, you're doing now. Okay. Will that just show up in my email, or? Well, I'm going to give you the number now since you said you're said you're booking, right? Yes. Okay. Kind of bitchy Are tone. Kind of bitchy tone. I am tone. ready. Yes. Oh, it's I'll have to edit this out. Okay, bear with me here one second. Here, um, can you give that to me one more time? Can you edit this out one more time? Sure, I can't Z. actually. <laughs> God. CR. Okay. And so when I, I can, I basically, I'm just going through picking up my seat, and then there's a spot where I can put that voucher number in. Yes, at the very end of the page before you put in your credit card number. Oh, perfect. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Let's put in your credit card. That's great. Where's Eugene's credit card number? Excellent. I need. Well, that should take I got some ordering from Screen Factory that I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> 
Arrow must be having a sale soon, so, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. It's not Get our my seat card. taken care of, and then, I'm, then I think we're good to go. Okay. Oh, thanks for helping out. <laughs> Bye, Joni! <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye, hon. Morning! Podcasting from yet another room in Eugene's house I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally in the dungeon. That's where the Slytherin are, and this is where he's I am. He's got a sword and hat covering his penis over the, you know, while he's sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, there's more shenanigans to come later in this episode, folks. Oh, no. Uh. I don't know if I can take much more. That was, that was, that was awesome. It was hilarious. I was... Oh, and you, you didn't, like... I should have started recording right when she... Because I literally sat down, started started Skype, and then the door came, the door opened, and, and she came, came like, Hey, our Legion's on the phone. After an hour hold. Like, literally an hour on hold. You recorded that, didn't you? Um, That's about... Oh, I recorded half of it. Started, like, when you yeah. held up the little paper that yeah. said, <laughs> record this. That's I, Yeah, that's about when we all started. Yeah, that's Oh, okay. Good. That's when I hit record. I mean, are you... That's... It's just... It's just blabbering. Just blabbering. <laughs> I know. And commentary from us on it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to decide now. Do I pay $18 for a a seat that I'm squished into? Or I do know. I pay 22 <laughs> for some leg room? <laughs> it's I was going to say, can I, can I have a seat on the way back that's in a different row? Because I don't like sitting by kids. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though they're your kids, you're like, Yeah, eh. even though they're mine, yeah. Now, actually, luckily, on the flight back um, that we're all going to be on, like, it's three and three, so it'll be wife and two kids, and then me right across the aisle. So I'm sitting kind of together as my earbuds go in. Yeah, but still, if they're being a, a pain in the ass, you can just look at the other people and be like, "Man, kids." Ugh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I don't Nothing. know whose whose asshole kids those are, but gee. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's go with yeah. I think I'm gonna go with P one. See P one. That's four rows back. $18. Four rows back from the rest of your family? No, no, no. This is the flight out now. This is the flight okay. out. Yeah, the, the flight out. So I got P1. Riveting. Just riveting entertainment here. <laughs> Movie freak. That's right. Um, ah, but she gave me a voucher. Shit. Uh, that, that was pretty nice of her. Please, um, please, please, on the flight back home with your family, have them all in coach and you upgrade to first class. <laughs> like, literally the first row, I'm the first one off the plane and they are the last seats right by the shitters. And they, the si- and they seat you first, so you have yes. to look them in the eye as they yes. walk by. <laughs> They're in the back with the goats and the chickens and the crates and the, <laughs> the inflatable, the inflatable, uh, Boats that you jump out the wind, you know, you know yeah, the drill. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and Kali Ma ruled the world, and yeah. <laughs> uh, how's uh, it going, TJ? I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, it's going pretty good, man. Been been busy, 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 and I'm on vacation this week, which is why I finally get to join you guys for one of your early AM podcasts. So <laughs> yeah, right. So I got a proper sunburn yesterday, and this morning. Perfect example. You see how things went this morning? Oh, yeah. This is why it's so hard for us to even coordinate two parents to get together to make a podcast. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I hear you, man. I hear you. I've, now that I'm doing, like, the band stuff again and practice and 
taking care of all that stuff and then just trying to do regular stuff on top of it. I mean, you remember how it was being in a band, even not playing like oh. full time like we used to. It still takes up a lot of time. <laughs> so, oh, it's like it's like being uh, married to three other people or however many are in your band. Four, yeah. You know? <laughs> I've always said that. I was like, that's basically a band as you're married to, like, however other many people are in the band, because it's, you're always trying to coordinate yep. with them. Can we do this? Can we, you know, and of course, we're, we're getting all these show offers and different stuff coming up, and then it's like, so we're trying to, we're trying to get all that stuff coordinated, and then it's like, okay, well, I gotta check with everybody, because... Normally we don't do shows during the week, and we just got offered a Monday show, and it's at this cool little venue that's not too far from us, so it's not a big deal to do it, and it's going to be like starts at 7 over at 10 type thing. So it's reasonable Ugh. to do, but generally we don't do weekday shows just because everyone has... That's a general general rule. It's a pain in the ass, and God forbid anybody in your band is a parent on top of that. Everybody they're, in my they're band, the first one. Everybody in my band has basically kids under under 8. So, <laughs> oh, good God, it's a miracle that you've ever even had a show. Yeah, yeah. So we're it, it's uh, we're we're lucky it works out. And so yeah, but we got offered this show, and it's so we were like, you know what? We don't get to do many weekday shows. It's it's a cool little venue that we haven't played, and it's like, ah, why not? One of our other buddies' bands is playing it, and and it's in like three weeks and we have a show that Saturday too. And we generally only play one show a month right now because it's mm -hmm. just too difficult. So, you know, <laughs> I understand. So other than that, I've been watching, watching a bunch of movies and TV shows. I've watched like 18 TV shows this year already. And I never watched TV shows. So I, I am stuck in a groove of TV shows right now as well. But they're really, they're really damn good. Actually, it might be something we talk about in the middle segment. Yeah, yeah I'm on South Park season. Tw I just finished season twelve of South Park. I've watched twelve seasons of South Park in the last month and a half. <laughs> so nothing wrong with that. No, sir. Eugene, other than dealing with your flight status, how's it going? Uh, good. Now I'm dealing with my car rental status. <laughs> oh, sweet. This is gonna be a gripping episode. Just gripping. Uh, Please let us know when you plan. Wait till the second segment to call them, okay? Oh, I'm not gonna. Well, I might. I hope. Hopefully, I don't have to call them. Hopefully, I can do just do this online. Um, so I'll certainly be paying attention to you guys. Oh though. yeah, well, sure. So I will. I will be playing the part of Eugene today. So anytime Eugene yes. comes up, I'm just gonna be I'm Eugene. So excited. You know, he, he's not in his office. He's not gonna be distracted by his neighbors as he's busy googling Hertz rentals. And... Oh, Alamo! It's Alamo for me. Oh. Yeah, only only the best, you see. Um, <laughs> there it is. There's my reservation. Let's Sweet. just copy that and take that. And, uh, let's see here. I'm doing do. pretty yeah, good. I, I've yeah, only, I'm doing good. Only, <laughs> only fucked up the <laughs> 6 a.m. conference call this morning, so that was sweet. Oh, what happened? Well, don't tell anybody, but uh, I pre-record them because, I mean, after 250 episodes, I can say I'm a podcaster, right? Like, that's okay to so. label myself? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So if I have to give this speech once a week for the safety conference call, why not pre-record it? Then I can take out all the blips and bloops and ums and uh, 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 and, and stammerings and whatnot that would normally come with a 6 a.m. trying to read a technical page. And I get it down to as slim as humanly possible. That way we get through it as fast as possible and everybody can get to work. 
Yeah, except the problem is I hit play today on last week's safety conference call. So it sounded like a glitch in the Matrix. After about 20 seconds, I was like, this isn't right, and started the right one, and then it started over, and, you know, with usual greeting. So it was like, huh. Most people don't know I pre-record it, so they're like, either Eric's stroking out, or... what's There's a glitch in the Matrix. That's that's what I'm going with. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a glitch. <laughs> so my day started off just fucking wonderful. Okay, uh, let's get going with the roulette, if you guys are ready. I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. I'm TJ. <laughs> and here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And on this episode of The Roulette, it is Murder Mystery Up Against Beneath the Leaves and... TJ? Space Raiders from 1983. Space Raiders? Space Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, doesn't ring any bells, but I accept it. Yes, sorry, it was this was a last minute thing, you know. <laughs> it's alright, it's fine. Uh, Eugene, you're up first, Beneath the Leaves. Okay, Beneath the Leaves. This is a uh, new Netflix movie um, that I watched. Um, eh, shit. I have to look this up real quick so I can remember what it was about. Uh, four small town boys are kidnapped by James Whitley, a warm-eyed psycho... Is that the right one, Beneath the Leaves? Yeah, sure is. I guess that's what it's about. Uh, Mira Servino is collecting a paycheck. Uh, awful. Awful. Just... Awful. Um, I don't. I don't. I mean, this movie didn't make any sense to me, and I, I sat through it. I uh, didn't fast forward, although towards the end, I just, I finally just put it on mute and turned on my uh, the stand audiobook because I'm like, that this is nothing, nothing, just slick, clean HD video, zero budget garbage. It made me mad to see Mira Sorvino in this. I'm like, you're uh, why, why. Uh, um, I I don't know what it's about. I, the beginning is something about a, a pedophile, creepy guy that gets the house. The kids burn this house down, and then years later, I think that the boy goes Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I wish. Uh, meanwhile, the boy. Oh, what the hell? Uh, something. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It, it, the movie does not make any sense to me. Um, it's I guess it's smarter than me with its ten dollar budget. Um, but something about there's a there's a group of guys and they all have a deep dark secret about nothing. Or the pedo guy maybe, and Mira Servino's a cop and she loves the one, but he's an alcoholic, which doesn't play out. I don't believe. I, I it's nothing. Oh, and then there's a twist at the end where. I think the girl that was getting, you know, the little girl that was getting raped in the beginning, I think that it turns out that she kills someone for something. Are you confused? Uh, And bored. Yeah. 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 That's how I was for about four hours of this movie. (laughs) That's what it felt like. And as soon as it started, I should have known better. As soon as it started... You always say you should have known better, but I literally sell you these movies like, this is the one to not pick this week. And you're like, ah! Hey, one. but you know, Omer Servino. Well, you but as soon as I saw the better than Rim of the World, so you know, pretty guy. <laughs> um. Oh, he's got to think about it. Wow. 
Uh, you know, I would. I think I would give. Uh, I think just a little bit towards Rim of Rim of the World, just because there's some special effects in there. But I, I finally, hated the characters. We finally found a movie worse than Rim of the World. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, should I go with with that low hanging fruit again? Should I make the joke no, or no? No. 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 Okay. Shit. Okay. We're all but tired yeah, beneath, of tonguing it. Yep. Beneath the leaves gets zero. Like the zero. Nothing. It's nothing. And the, the font, as soon as the font came up, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm fucked. I'm I'm screwed. <laughs> like you know the font. You know yep. the font. When it yep. comes up, you're, and you're like, well, that's it. I'm done. done. Yeah. <sighs> Shame on you for making me get nope. that. Nope. No, that no, was, I, no. No, that was the Akbar pick. That was, I was that You put that out there so that I forced you to pick one of the others. Because I didn't give a shit about that movie. But you didn't do it. You didn't do it. Yeah, but sometimes those are good, and you should have done your research. Oh my god. The Akbar he just said that. It's, he just It's just the van just with the free candy sign painted on it. Eugene can't resist, you know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. God. Oh, this is the dirty white van, yeah, with free candy. <laughs> and yeah, that is exactly what I I, what I don't I've... even know that it said free candy. This was the van that said, "Eh, cheap candy." <laughs> One cent candy, penny candy. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Anyway. Uh, uh murder mystery. A New York cop and his wife go on a European vacation to reinvigorate the spark in their marriage. Oh, that's so exciting. That end up getting framed and on the run for the death of an elderly billionaire. Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston, Luke Evans, um, Terrence Stamp, Gemma Arterton. I'm just calling out all the people that had a wonderful vacation. Um... (laughs) Fuck this movie to death in its asshole. Ah, you know, there's a certain crowd that will totally enjoy this movie. And they're the middle-aged crowd that doesn't want anything too offensive and can just wander into the theater. And murder mystery? I like reading murder mysteries. I should go see this. Adam Sandler, he's a nice guy. I know Jennifer Aniston from Friends. She's nice. I should go see this. And it's all very pleasant, and nothing, mm, nothing too outrageous, and no, no shady jokes, no jokes, no jokes. Period. Um, they might they might call them jokes, but I wasn't fucking laughing. And uh, you know, at, and they're like, well, she, she's a, you know, because she's a big fan of murder mystery novels. And she'll say, she, well, this is what happens in a murder mystery novels. Oh! And then, you know, it happens. And in the third act, they're like, but th- this is the way the twists work in a murder mystery novel. Oh! And it happens. And, 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 and we roll credits and it says murder mystery. And I'm like, yeah, you titled the movie that. I should have known. I should have known. It's It's a murder mystery. Ah, aggressively mediocre. Netflix. That's what I call this movie. Netflix is just sitting there flinging that cash at him, going, "Here, Sandler, take the money." (laughs) I'll give Jennifer Aniston a little bit of credit. She, her performance felt like she cared, and she felt like about the only one. Everybody else dialed in. (laughs) Adam Sandler is playing Adam Sandler, playing a detective. A lot of times, he gives a. 
he gives a fair performance, like he's actually trying. And this one, it was like, I'm Adam Sandler, I'm coochie coochie crazy, but I'm a detective, but not. Great. Uh, okay, over to TJ. That's the thing, man. That worked 20 years ago when he was doing yeah. uh, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and all that stuff. It was That was fine. But usually, you know, like, dude, take Eddie Murphy, for example. Eddie Murphy, you know, back in the day did that stuff, and then he progressed into being a halfway decent actor. Like, he cared half the time. You know, Sandler just and- seems like he's just been the same kid, which is fine. But at the same time, it's it's. Uh, hey, if you're getting paid to do your shtick, do your damn shtick. I, it, fine, and I'm gonna say this and, and immediately regret it, pop, probably. But uh, uh, Eugene, fifty-fifty chance. I don't know. You might you might watch this one with the wife and be like, "This was good. I liked it." And I'm gonna be like, <laughs> "No, mm-hmm. not, none for me." So there, I checked off the annual comedy film. Roger! Oh, we got a new dog, by the way. Did I mention that on the show? Yeah, so up to three! (laughs) Eric's the crazy dog. TJ, go ahead with your review. I'm going to shut this dog up. All right. So for me, I came across this film on Amazon Prime called Space Raiders from 1983. A futuristic, sensitive tale of adventure and confrontation when a 10-year-old boy is accidentally kidnapped by a spaceship filled with a motley crew of space pirates. Now, Eugene, what does this sound like to you? (laughs) Hmm, space raiders. I'm looking this up right now so I can see what... So, so compared to a modern-day film directed by a James Gunn that's also about a young boy captured by space Ah. pirates... See where Guardians. So, Guardians. This was directed by Howard R. Cohen. Stars Vince Edwards, David Mendenhall, Patsy Pease, and a whole bunch of other people you have never heard of. It does have the kid, I believe, from Cry Wilderness in it, though. Paul. <laughs> you remember Paul? Oh, does it really? I'm pretty sure that's the young kid. Yeah. Oh, so, that uh, <laughs> shoots up the list of movies I need to watch now, then. Um, so, this is basically... <laughs> A lower-budget version of Buck Rogers is all I can think of from, like, 80... You know, it's kind of that Buck Rogers... It's got that vibe, the way it's shot, the way the aliens look. The aliens and stuff don't look bad. The effects are definitely 1983, not Star Wars effects for a sci-fi movie. I think Last Starfighter, kind of like that. Um, yeah, this... It, it's not good. Um, but... If you're a fan of sci-fi, Eric, you would probably dig it's worth a watch. It's worth... I've seen way worse. I've definitely seen way, way worse. Um, it's... it's Like I said, it's a thing that exists and it's worth a watch. Um, it's on Amazon Prime right now for free. And it looks like one of the companies may have restored this because it did look like it, the quality was really good. So this this is looking like maybe a vinegar syndrome arrow, you know, one of those type maybe has has touched it up or something at some point because it definitely looks cleaned up. So 
Anyway, I was waiting for you to say. I was waiting for you to say what the quality was like. I'm, I'm actually on Amazon right now. I'm like, if he says it's VHS quality, I'm not going to add to my watch list. If he says it's remastered, it gets added. So I just added it. It's. I would. I would probably give it. A, I give it about a three and a half out of ten. So it's watchable. Like I said, worth one watch and just for. It's borderline mystery science theater, you know, kind of fair. So it's. It's a good one to maybe have a few beverages and sit back and just laugh. Yeah. And, you're not, you know. Oh, here it is. Okay. I'm all over this. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Scorpion releasing did that uh, released that one back a couple years ago. So that's probably the Scorpion yep. uh, transfer. That would be my guess. Yes. <laughs> so I like this description, particular particularly one word: a futuristic, sensitive tale <laughs> of adventure and confrontation. When a ten-year-old boy is accidentally kidnapped, if Roger, accidentally, but. if Roger Corman made the prequel to Guardians of the Galaxy, you would have this film. This is, you know, wow. this is a young Star Lord with his group of space pirates, basically. You know, what I'm I was gonna say it kind of sounds like Ice Pirates, and more like this on IMDb has Ice Pirates. That's kind of what I was thinking when I flipped it on. I'm like, I wonder if this is like a prequel, you know, to Ice Pirates. It is not. So, <laughs> all right, uh, ready for the next round, Eugene. Okay, up first we've got the Wolf's Call, and there it is, the Wolf's Call, 2019. This is uh, hour and fifty-five minutes in the near future. A French submarine finds itself in a crisis situation, starring a bunch of French people. Uh, the trailer looked. Legit good to me. Uh, um, yeah, there you go. So that's, uh, I think, at least from the trailer, that's a relatively safe pick. Uh, next up is Iceman. And this is... Um, the newest X-Men movie that I haven't heard of. Yeah, hmm, now I'm a little bit... Okay, this is on Canopy. Um... I I got a bad feeling about this. Hold on here. Wow, that's a hell of a sell. That's a hell of a sell. Is this the cell. frozen Neanderthal comes back to life movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've. Uh, let's see here, Iceman. Because well, it's not showing up. There it is. Because it wasn't showing up on IMDb in the Otztal Alps more than five thousand three hundred years ago. Kellub returns from a hunting trip to find his settlement raided and his entire tribe, including his wife and son, murdered. Driven by pain and anger, Kellub has only one goal. Revenge. 97 minutes. Uh, this is obviously a foreign film. To what extent, I don't know, but uh, it Icelandic maybe? I don't know. Uh, but there you go. And lastly is Nightmare Cinema. This is, a, uh, this is an anthology movie, which I... I always think those are, for the most part, good because you, there's some, at least some good ones in there for the most part. Uh, two hours long, uh, Mickey Rourke's in this. There you go. Joe Dante is one of the directors. Okay. Hey, uh, five strangers converge at a haunted movie theater owned by the projectionist, who is played by Mickey Rourke. Once inside, the audience members witness a series of screenings that shows them their deepest fears and darkest secrets over five tales. Joe Dante, no shit. That's pretty cool. Um, Mick Garris directed another one, which that's, uh, be careful. <laughs> Mick is, Garris! Is it the 1980s? Because all those names are relative then. Yeah, I, well, David, oh, hey, David Slade. He, uh, did 30 Days of Night. Man, that's, that's not bad. Um. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Two hours, though. Yeah, but... Yeah. Coming your way, uh, the Golem, or Golem, I'm not sure how to pronounce that exactly. As sickness spreads throughout the countryside, an infertile woman conjures a living child out of clay and sets it loose on her enemies. I have always been really, really interested in the concept of these golems, and I, especially the, the Jewish version of such things. I've read a couple of uh, fictional novels about them and some of the lore about them. Really creepy, cool stuff. If you haven't looked into any of that kind of stuff... You should. It's cool. Uh, next up, Fear X from 2003. Pay attention. 2003, 92 minutes, canopy. When his wife is killed in a seemingly random incident, Harry, John Totoro, prompted by mysterious visions, journeys to discover the true circumstances surrounding her murder. Fear X is an intense psychological thriller from BAFTA-nominated director Nicholas Winding Refn. Hmm. And lastly, The Headhunter, with an asterisk, from uh, 2019, Hoopla, Medieval Warriors, gruesome collection of heads is missing only one, the monster that killed his daughter years ago. The reason it has an asterisk is because it's an hour and 12 minutes long. So if you pick this one, you are also picking Anima on Netflix, a short musical film directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, Tom York of Radiohead Stars, a mind-bending visual piece, Best played loud, and that's 15 minutes long. So that gets you it's still less than an hour 30. So yeah, I figured I'm going to tag that one on there because hour 12 is just a little short for the roulette. Uh, what do you want, sir? Um, you know, that Headhunter sounds awesome. I'm just looking to see what the director has also done. Uh, I don't from... know, and I haven't watched the trailer, but hour 12. Wow, yeah. that's short. Yeah, that is. So sh- um, should I review that one later or hold off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to wait. You have to wait because if you review it now, then that can influence his decision. Yeah. Um, well, I, the safe pick, I think, for me is the Gollum because that looks pretty cool. So I'll stick with the Gollum. But uh, Headhunter, uh, that's very tempting. Keep that on the list for a future roulette. Okie dokie. And I'm going to take the Wolf's Call. Just because, you know, me and seafaring stuff. I got to check that out. Cool. Uh, there you go. Next episode of the Roulette, it'll be the Wolf's Call up against the Golem. Okay, now for the middle segment, I figured I, I got a couple of random topics here I thought we'd talk about. Uh, unless you guys had, you know, we'll derail all over the place. It's what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here are the three things I bought. Uh, do you want to talk about Google Play? I've got some interesting stuff I'd like to talk about that. Uh, also, you can pick my next video game that I play, or we can talk about Rick and Morty and adult animated funny shows. What do you want to do? Ooh, the animated funny shows right away catches my... tickles my winkle. Yeah, mine too, uh, Wow. <laughs> See, and I've been on a tear of these. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start there. So, uh, if you have the Adult Swim app on your Roku channel, or your Roku box, whatever the hell, they have marathons on there, and they show a lot of their material just for free. Go for it. And Rick and Morty is one of those things. As is Venture Brothers, another show that I absolutely love. But, the reason I brought this to Eugene's, or bring this up now, because I want Eugene to watch Rick and Morty, because the more I watch this shit, Eugene will love this. This shit is so him from top to bottom as far as 
asshole jokes and gore and violence and just insanity, he, you will love the hell out of this shit. It's and smart. it's just you so are. quick-witted. It's so smart. It's brilliant. But with having three seasons out there, the fear is, is he going to get burned out? And watching this marathon, let me tell you, no, he won't get burned out. Because I don't get burned out. I, I've watched some of these episodes five times, and I don't get... Pickle Rick! I don't get burned out. I can watch that right now. I've watched it five times. It's amazing. Um, whereas Venture Brothers is another show that I absolutely love, and I haven't even seen all of it. I only own, like, the first four seasons on DVD, and, I'm you know, I pop into the stream every now and then, and it's uh, I'm seeing episodes I've never seen before. You would get burned out on that. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It, some episodes are kind of hit and miss, even though they're still good. But Rick and Morty, dude, I'm telling you, three seasons of it and a fourth season's coming soon. You got to see this shit. You could watch this shit every single night, all all through those three seasons, and you would not be burned out. You would want to start over as soon as it's done. I'm telling you, it's that level of good. I'm I'm willing to sell it to you that fucking hard. I will second what Eric says about Rick and Morty, though, Eugene. I'm, okay. I'm just... Seriously, if I was you, I would just go out and get the Blu-ray set of the three seasons because, trust me, you will you'll watch it. And at first, you got to give it a few episodes to kind of. To me, it's that sh- that show that you need to watch a few episodes before the humor really starts to click in, and you're like, okay, I get it. At least it was for me because I'm kind of slow and def- stupid. No, <laughs> I, I totally, I totally echo that sentiment. It, it is, it's insane. From episode one, it's insane. They set the bar like, this is what we're doing. And you're, there's no way that it's just this crazy. And every episode, they find a way. This Harmon guy is so damn funny. And part of what makes me laugh, too, is before I ever watched an episode, I listened to an interview with him, uh, I think with Kevin Smith. And the character he plays is Rick. And Rick is just a deviant alcoholic throughout the entire show. And so sometimes when he's talking, he'll just like right through his words and then keep going. And it's hilarious. And I don't quote me on this because I I could be wrong, but I believe he said that, yeah, when he goes in to do his recording sessions, he just starts drinking and then they ad lib shit. And if he has to burp, he burps in the middle of a line and they just keep going and animate around it until they can't (laughs) even stand up. And then they're done recording for that day. And I love that. (laughs) Think of a drunk Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. basically it. With no filter at, yeah. whatsoever. Oh my god, it's so damn funny. I, I can't even explain it to you. Uh, now but, I finally understand what everybody else on the internet was trying to tell me b- before I watched any of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, damn it. You're See, right. I haven't got to watch season three yet because I no longer have cable. And I watched seasons, the first two seasons... Um, I had them on demand, so I watched them, and I, yeah, it's it's definitely one that I'm going to pick them up in, in the future and have them, because the rewatchability is fantastic. Yeah, and I think the one that I've seen the least of is the first season, because I'm on this uh, uh, marathon mode, you know, you can't pick your episode, it's just cycling, and I think that the first three yeah. seasons kind of line up too well, and so every hour of the day it's at the same time, so my free time, when I click in... I'm back at the same episode, so I think, yeah, the first season I've seen the least of. If you got if you if you like Rick and Morty, can I suggest a couple of shows for you on Netflix? Animated type shows, kind of a similar idea, maybe not quite that intelligent, 
But uh, Paradise PD and Brickleberry? I've watched some of Paradise PD. I haven't watched any of Brickleberry, I don't think. Brickleberry is, is the superior of those two shows made by the same people. I will uh, add it. Brickle Brickleberry's funny, and there's only, I think, three seasons or four seasons of that, and that was it. And that, so there's no more of those. And also Disenchantment is friggin' hilarious, if you haven't seen that. I have watched that. Also on Netflix. Uh, how's the um, South Park Marathon going? South Park Marathon is awesome, because... The thing with me is I was I was like diehard South Park me guy, too. especially for like the first seven or eight seasons, and then my my viewing I stopped watching it on the regular, and the only time I would catch it is on like the Comedy Central all day marathon type deals, and so from like season eight on, my episode watches have been very sporadic. I'm up to season twelve. I think I've watched twelve seasons in a month and a half. Because it's just been that. It's like I've got on that South Park kick. And <clears throat> I've noticed the last couple seasons, I really have started to see a lot of episodes I haven't seen. And it's awesome. It's hilarious. And it's South Park. It just, it's so consistent from season to season. Most of the seasons for me are, I have given what I've rated them and stuff. It's been seven and eight for most of the seasons and a few seasons that have been nine, but I haven't had anything below a seven for a whole season. You yeah. know, there's a few seasons where there's a few hit or miss episodes, but I noticed that the first the five, like part, the first awesome. five seasons, they don't really hit their, to me, they didn't really hit their stride. Uh, Se- season six is when they yeah. started hitting. Their and then like stride, six I to think. like 10 are, they're just gold. Like every Se- season eight, from what I have seen, is hands down my favorite season of South which, Park. Which, so far. refresh my memory. Which, what, uh, but, what's on that one? Because I've watched uh, most of those seasons, like f- from six fun, to. Th- that's the season with fun with weapons. Oh yes, which is animated, which is my all-time favorite South Park episode. You know the Let's Fighting yes. theme song and the. That just kills me. I still laugh every time Eric is going across the stage at the end of it. Little boy, what the hell are you doing? He's just standing there naked trying to go. And the parents are all freaking out because there was a naked kid, not because Butters has a ninja star in his eye. And it's just, it's brilliant. The, uh, the, one of my favorite episodes of all time is where Cartman, uh, forms a, a Christian pop band. A faith plus one. Faith plus yes, one. Yeah. We're gonna da, 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 I need to da, feel da. you inside me, Jesus. <laughs> because they, oh, it's just it's so funny. They just take every uh, every like normal like sexy pop song and like just swap it out with Jesus. And it's I'm like yeah, they're taking. And the thing is, every now and then, like I, it's 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 true too. Like if you listen to the lyrics, and like oh, that's so true. Uh. It speaks to the cultural impact of that show. That you all you have to do is say South Park, and when Eric, Christian rock band, and you're just like, oh god, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's your reaction, like oh fuck, that's gonna token, token, go get the you, go get the bass out of your basement, and bring it up. I don't have a bass in my basement. Yes, you do. You're black, and he goes down. And he's like. God damn it. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't know how to play bass. He's like, Token, really? Do we have to go over this again? And Token just just shaking his head like he's all pissed out, dude. Uh, but like all shows, they sometimes they do take a minute to, to get their footing. You say season six, that's about the time when they're like, fuck it. Apparently we can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And it's it's... 
it seems to me like in the first five seasons, like a lot of shows, they they were still trying to figure out, yes, the show was about the main four kids, but it was the sub-characters that I think they were really trying to figure out. When you start getting into Jimmy and Timmy yes, and all I agree. Them in there yep. and all that different and stuff. And Randy Marsh, of course. Randy Marsh is great. <laughs> right. And they started focusing on Randy more. They stopped focusing on Mr. and Mrs. Garrison so much. Jim Bob and um, Ned aren't in there quite as much anymore. You know, they they got away from, they honed it down to like, the, in Butters, of course, while well, we love Butters, yeah. you know, but those characters, the kids, when it mainly went to focusing just on the kids with the side characters having a role but not the main role is when I think it really took off because I think in the first five seasons it was kind of a flip-flop between the adult characters and the kids and they focus too much on the Kenny dying thing all the time and they've gotten away from it but it's still part of the show so it's funny when it happens it's not the main focus yeah, yeah. You know? it's funny when you say randy marsh the first image that pops in my head is him in his office chair slumped back in front of his computer and just come all over income <laughs> i just watched that episode that was just on season 12 that was like one of the last one of the one of the first or last episodes on it's that, either that yeah. or him bouncing down the road on his giant testicles yep or him just in general forms of undress, usually in his little whitey tidies in his beer gut. And I, Randy's the best. Yeah. Uh, I think I think of him fighting the other yes. parent at the baseball game episode. You know, come on, what are you going to do? do? Come on, what are you going to do? <laughs> but back to what I was saying about it, it taking a while to hit your stride. I could make the argument that it took a hundred episodes for this show to hit its stride. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sometimes it just takes a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I like that. Yeah, me too. But yeah, I, I South Park. I noticed that once they tried to do the uh, the season long arcs, eh, I not so much for me. They're still okay, and that's the last couple seasons is what they they've been having this overlying theme, like or like here's kind of the storyline. Like, no, I like the one off, the one off episodes. Yeah. It, it's still okay. It's just not. I don't. I, for me, I like to just pull one of the Blu-rays off my shelf and just pop in a disc and watch whatever episode I haven't seen. Whereas those you kind of have to follow along to know what's going on. And like, well, and that's the good thing about South Park that I like anyway, is that I can take any random disc from any random season and throw it in. And I generally enjoy the, you know, enjoy the hell out of it. And, And it doesn't feel dated to me, even though, you know, some of these are almost 20 years old now, you know, it doesn't feel dated. No. No, that's that's what's crazy. Is some of the stuff that they deal with, it's still relevant. Oh, very. A lot of it's very, very relevant. You know, relevant. <laughs> They're getting attacked by bears. Words are hard. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> uh, but that's that's an advantage of the uh, low budget animation style. You know, when when how do I put this? I can relate this to video games in that if you have good gameplay, it doesn't matter if your graphics are shit. You know. Yeah. Same same style right. here. It, 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 it's not trying to go for some crazy futuristic style of animation that will be old in a couple of years. There was a... No, it's uh, so consistent all the way through. It just, you know, that's the thing. The animation has stayed the same. You know, basically, it did improve a little bit from the first season on, but it, it's generally always been the same, and it, they haven't really deviated from that formula. But it's really cool when they take those episodes like fun with weapons or the superhero episodes where they kind of 
go a little different yeah. style and it, it just looks cool because it's it's like it kind of throws you off for a second but it's still some part but it's like anime yeah style. and I, I don't remember you if know? it was a, a making of behind the scenes or a documentary i saw about those guys and and how they turn around a show every single week uh but that i'm truth be told that was the inspiration behind the stupid ass stick figure drawings that i do for the episode every week it, just keep it simple stupid and it's, it, as long yeah. as it's funny, then it's funny. As long as it's funny, it's right. funny. As long as you make it funny, then it will be funny. It's not like people are are, are there for you know. Are you coming for the comedy? You're coming for the art. I hear just. Yeah. I hear just. Oh, I don't even want to know what's going on upstairs in my house. I'm crashing and banging. I mean, for all I know, our house is being destroyed by a tornado up there. I <laughs> boom boom. <sighs> You just need to start playing body count by body count yeah. in the background oh, while that's going on. You know? Yep. Well, I was just looking here on on Wikipedia, uh, so that that episode is called Christian Rock Hard, which is, oh, and some of the songs that uh, Faith Plus Faith Plus One Faith has plus on one. that show is Three Times My Savior. Did you guys see the story this week about? Uh, uh, do I even want to talk about this? Uh, I, I believe it was a softball team. From the, follow with me here, Christian Life Institute. They wanted to spruce up their softball jerseys and shirts. Uh, they thought it needed a, a, a cross to show how Christian they were. Oh, this is going to go bad fast. <laughs> you, you hear what I'm saying? Christian Life Institute, giant cross. Oh. <laughs> Damn it, I have to look it up. Life crosses. We are. We are clit. the clit commanders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's just great. I don't know if I don't know if it's a real thing or if it it, it, for, it could be an onion thing for all I know. But it was just like you got to be funny. fucking kidding me, man. Wow. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a South Park joke. In the, that's a it South is. Park right there. Oh God. It. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> but, you know, I, like, going back to the whole adult cartoons, like, I, I, I used to really, like, I watched the first two seasons of BoJack Horseman, and the, after the fantastic first season, the second season just got way too drama and feelings Emo. or whatever, and, I, yeah, and I'm like, nope, so I haven't watched that since, since I got, I'm not even sure if I finished season two. You haven't missed much. In my too bad. An episode or two here or there is really great, but uh, that's one, that, again, you could burn out on real quick if you try to binge it. Rick and Morty, I'm telling you, you would binge three seasons and want to start over. Now, remind me again, where where do I find that? You have a Roku box? Yeah. Uh, Adult oh. Swim app on there. Okay. And then you can find the marathon of it, which, you know, you're, you're popping into, you know, all three seasons cycling. But, yeah. hey, it's free. You don't have to pay for cable. Yeah. They also have a bunch of other good, great shows on there that you can just watch for free. Do they have other cartoons on See, there? I'm gonna be... What's that? Do they have other cartoons on there? Yeah. Oh, tons okay. of stuff that I haven't even watched. Uh, well, like I said, the Venture Brothers. Yeah. Which is awesome. I But you can't really jump into the middle of that show. you got to start that show from the beginning, and that's one that you could burn out on. and I, Which sucks, because it gets... Not progressively less good just it's eh, it's kind of diminishing returns all the way through but like the first four seasons this is amazing yeah 
But if you try and binge it, that's not going to work. <laughs> See, my uh, PS4 is on its last legs. It's about ready to die. And I don't really use my PS4 for gaming. I use my PS4 as a media center for more than anything. And it's it's having a lot of issues. So I'm going to need to get a new streaming device for my living room. So I think I'm going to be ordering a Roku later this afternoon on Amazon. So. Uh, I had to get... Well, I decided to get a new Roku for my office when I redid the floor and tore, yeah, tore everything out of this place. What a pain in the ass. But I haven't bought one in a couple of years, and as with all technology, it's this is what I run into. I'll, fuck it, I'll just get on to Walmart and see what they got. And it's like, oh, let's see. Because uh, the, the, the Roku 3 that we have in the living room, that was the one that did 10... Uh, it had the highest computer in it, basically. So... The best streaming, it had the, the Netflix app where you could have different uh, uh, queues for each person in your family, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, whereas my old Roku couldn't do that, and that one cost us 100 bucks. And so I was going down there, like, kind of ready to spend 100 bucks. Well, the $100 model now is the one that does 4K and all kinds of shit that I don't need or want or have a, a equal components to. The next one down was $25. And it's this fucking big. It's like a USB stick. It's about the size they, of my fire stick. Then. They actually give Amazon you a piece of double-sided stick, tape yeah. so you can stick it to something. Otherwise, the cord will rip it out the back of your entertainment. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, Does it work good? Is that what the one you got? It's awesome. It works great. So, I mean, even at Walmart, you can get one for 25 bucks. That's What's that one the called? Shit. I don't even know. I didn't even care because it was 20 bucks or Fuck yeah. it. I'm, I'm in. I'll, I'm gonna snag. I'll snag one off Amazon. I I just uh, yeah, cause I I went to go. Lo- I watched them. Um, I watched go to their Bird web- Bo- actually go to their website because their website a lot of times has sales and okay. and deals and get one new. Don't get one used because oh, no, no, what- I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna buy a new one. But my yeah. my PlayStation. I watched Bird Box on it the other day, and then I came up and I went to go load it yesterday because I was gonna start watching something and. The, the, it just it's not loading anymore and when it does load it takes like 40 minutes to do anything it's just like it's the processor I, th- this is kind of what happened to my old xbox right before it shipped the bed completely so i think it's about ready to die but this is one of the original ps4s so it's definitely time to upgrade to something else so well speaking of video game systems i do want you guys to pick my next video game damn it i finished tomb raider uh and it was fine and is this now for I PS3? this is for Xbox 360. I'm always a gen behind because okay. I'm a cheap ass. And I spent $425 on a Panasonic 3DO when I was in middle school. And they went bankrupt 6 months later. I will never do that again. So if I just wait a year or two, huh, what the hell? Everything's stupid cheap. I don't have to be uh at the top of the line. Uh, but I did buy a 360 just for... Actually, I bought that for the boys. I, I was so sick of replacing those... Uh, five times, Eugene, mine red-ringed, I think? Oh, yeah. I, I gave up on that system a while yeah. ago, because it just... I, I, I got it for the boys because I had the Sonic game that they could play. It had all the Sonic games on it, whatever. And, and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll get them one for Christmas. I wonder how much they are at the exchange store. Oh, they're 50 bucks for, like, a 250 gig. Okay. <laughs> uh, I can afford that. I'm going to pick but, out Fallout 3 for you, but... 
No, no, I'm giving you a list. This is multiple oh. choice. It's got to be something I have. Fallout 3, I don't have time for that. I Actually, I bought Fallout 3 and for, I think, PS3, and I got rid of it like a week later. I was like, I am too dumb for this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, and they have the encumbered system. Uh, anytime oh, you have yes. the encumbered system, I, I can't... I'm a, I, I, I just, am a Fallout nerd. I live on Fallout 76 in my free time. The the online, multi massive multiplayer one that everybody hated, but it's wonderful as hell now. Dude, yeah. I, for like 20 hours, that was my life. I was you like, this just, is the you greatest. You broken in. All right. Oh, uh, I know. A, yeah, yeah. That's a 200-hour like, game. No problem. It's a, yeah, sci-fi, <laughs> Mad Max, badass, awesome. And why Why can't I walk fast now? Because you're oh, carrying <laughs> Yeah. Fuck that. I'm done. Uh, okay, we got Gears of War 3, Dead Island, or Knights of the Old Republic, the original for Xbox. Um, Dead Island is fantastic. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard anybody say anything about it. It's weird and awesome. What is it? Is that a zombie thing? Yeah. Yes. I guess. Okay, if that's the case, then I second that. Right. Otherwise, I would say Gears of War, but Zombie Island, yep, go for it. All right. Dead Island it is, coming soon. By the way, Tomb Raider might be one of the most linear games I've ever played in my life. Did you ever... And now, like I said, I understand the, the remake movie a little bit more now, because, yeah, they did a good job of interpreting that game, I think. It, now, and, I have that for PS4. I think it's the, the that one there. Um, what's it called? It's, Tomb it's Raider just called something. Tomb Raider. No, it's just... This is the first one of the of the remake for the new systems. Okay, I have that one. I played through until the very end boss guy, and I couldn't beat him, and I got mad. I'm like, I'll break my PS4, so done. So I am, I'm on the last guy, but I haven't played that thing in a year and a half, probably. I'm, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not a Tomb Raider guy. Like, I played the first couple, and they were all right, but that's just not my thing. <laughs> so... It was okay. I mean... Here's what's nice about getting 360 stuff now is, well, I, I did have a 360 back in the day. Like I said, it died a whole bunch, and I had some games for it. I kept the games, even though the system was a fucking brick. Uh, but now you go to buy games, and they're two bucks each. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Halo 4, cool, I never played that one. Here we go, two bucks, you know. Yeah, it's a good chance to pick stuff up to, to, to play it, definitely. That's why I wait. I'm trying to look at the price tag. Oh yeah, that's both. That's Gears basically, of War three and Dead Island were three bucks each. <laughs> that's basically what I do with my on my PC. Um, generally, I don't ever buy games when they first come out unless it's something I am just like a game's got to be something pretty special for me to buy at day one. I rarely ever do that. Usually, I wait till Steam has summer sales or Origin has sales, and I buy stuff. I'll buy like twenty games for a dollar fifty or two bucks a piece. You know older games that I've wanted to play but didn't really want to drop 40 or 50 bucks on. Let me think. The No joke. The last game that I paid full price day one for was Perfect Dark for the N64, and I do not regret that decision one bit. Right. A lot, a lot of people crap on that game. That is, in my opinion, one of the greatest games ever made. I, I, I've probably sunk more hours into that game than just about anything outside of Galaga. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, nice little video, ga- video game derail. Do you guys want to talk about some movies you've watched recently? Oh, sounds good to me. Yep. Eugene, you're up first. <clears throat> okay, let's get the theater movies out of the way first. Uh, watched Child's Play with our good buddy Steve, and uh, I'm happy to report that was a pretty fun movie. It um, 
you know, I went in with relatively low expectations. Not, you know, I, I really appreciated what the, uh, the marketing team was doing with Child's Play with their, um, uh, Chucky murdering all sorts of Toy Story characters. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> that, was that was so great. The spoilers, um, shit. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the movie itself, it, it took a little bit of getting used to with the look of the new Chucky doll. But by the time, uh, by the midway point or whatever, I'm like, yeah, now he is suitably creepy as a, and I mean, I guess it's no spoiler here because it's in the trailers. It's He's a, you know, AI type of thing. It's not a voodoo possession type thing like the original Child's Play series was. This is just a uh, AI that gets out of control and can control household appliances and, and whatnot. Uh, how he becomes, like, unhinged is really, really cool, Like which is done in the very, very, very beginning of the movie. Uh, but once you're... Oh, I mean, once you get past the fact that, you know, Brad Dorf is obviously not the voice actor now, it's uh, Mark Hamill, but she does a great job. Once you get over the fact that it's not a voodoo possession thing, that it's not a serial killer stuck in this doll, that it's just artificial intelligence and it's he's crazy and he's infatuated with... Uh, with the the kid, uh, it's really good. There's a there's just enough gory moments in it that I'm like, yep, I like that. Good, just 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 enough. It wasn't overtly gory, but there was enough that I'm like, eh, that's that. You know, what's my appetite? Um, it's, I mean, it's not the greatest thing ever, but Steve and I both agreed. And we're like, that was that was a fun movie. That was exactly what I was hoping for. Uh, for a, for a bigger theatrical release, Child's Play. I am a bit surprised at the summer release because, like, a, what a, what was it? A week, a, two weeks before Annabelle, which Annabelle's not doing the greatest, but it's a I don't know. That's a bigger theatrical franchise going on, and it just kind of I think it would have done a lot better had it been released, you know, October or in a, one of the off months because it's fizzling out at the box office, which is unfortunate. And it, it, you can tell it doesn't have the greatest, uh, the hugest budget. So I'm sure that the the studio, is it Orion, I think, they'll they'll make a little bit of money on it, but I cannot imagine that they're going to continue that series. Or, in, or if they do, it'll be the original iteration of Chucky with Brad Dorff, and uh, they've just been spitting out the the direct-to-video movies as of late. And they're good. I, I like those, too. I was going to say, but I but I think that's a series, this is my personal opinion, that that's a series that its legs are on home video, you know, yeah. type thing more so than a theater run. So if they can make most of their money back in the theater, they're going to make their bank on the home theater, on-demand yeah. video release, Redbox, you know, people that are going to buy it type thing, yeah. I think. so. Isn't but it the, wild that we have to go into... Five different descriptions of home video at this point. When I was yeah. a kid, it, there was nothing. It, there was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's amazing. Yeah, but, I, so, I'm shocked but, by your review, by the way. Shocked. Really? I mean, well, they took the voodoo out of it and made it in a computer thing. And even you talking about it, I, I sounds shitty to me. Uh, like yeah. you're saying, this is what it is, and I'm like, that sounds terrible. But there must have been some pretty gory shit for you to get over the hump on that, in my opinion. Yeah. I think just going in knowing that, one, that Mark Hamill was the voice. And and seriously, like, the look of the Chucky doll at first, like, when the movie was starting out, I'm like, oh, geez, this is... Like, I saw pictures, but really... But then as it goes on and he gets more and more crazy, whatever, deranged, uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's... It's creepy. Like, I imagine Chucky as the Brad Dorff iteration, but here it's just... 
eh, it's it's more lifeless and devoid of a personality and just this creepy Mark Hamill doll robot thingy that <laughs> murders people that, yeah. Why do you think they changed it? Are they trying to update it with the times or something? Yes, yes, very much. That was a, let's, you know, put a new coat of paint on this and, hey, AI going crazy because everybody has, you know, Siri or Alexa or iPhones or Samsung. They, everybody has those, these things now. And what if one of them just decides to go ape shit and start killing people? Damn, this shit must have been gory. That's all I can say to that. (laughs) No, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't, um, as a comparison, like, bright, like, for a lower budget summer horror movie, Brightburn was way, way better than this and gorier as well. But uh, it was okay. The uh, the mother in this one to, I forget the kid's name. I I don't want to look, I don't want to take time to look it up, but she was. Billy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she she was okay, but I'm like, ah, she's like kind of skanky, and I should be feeling like I should be rooting for, her, but she's with this scumbag dude, and uh, it's like I'm not sure if you're going for the, you know, the hot mom type thing here, but uh, the mom I didn't quite. Uh, so do you think anyway. that, that with the next? Uh sequel they will try and do again in the similar theme of the original sequel was the original sequel the army base or was that part three that was part three was the army base okay what was part two there was a twist with part two was in the factory wasn't it yeah i i don't know for me i i think it would be cool if they would just if there would almost be two alternate timelines and one would be the ai version of chucky and the other would be the brad dorf voodoo possession thing going on <laughs> now we're gonna have to, those timelines cross and then all of a sudden then chucky Glenn, verse chucky yes, verse and then you get uh tiffany and you get the uh the uh the doll with no gender or whatever and all and of a sudden of, there, yeah then there's a chucky that's a pig <laughs> yeah i could see that that might be good spider chucky spider yeah. chucky <laughs> Uh, but anyway, okay, so there's that. And then Toy Story 4 is the other movie that I saw in the theater with my, uh, with my wife and kids. And, um, we, now, I, I, Eric, I know what you're gonna tell me, but here we go. Just bear with me here. So week number two, you know, kids are on, on summer break. What are we gonna do? We gotta entertain them and whatever. It's like, ah, let's go watch a matinee of Toy Story. So obviously you're probably thinking, awful shitty crowd. Well, kind of. So we get there and the theater's <laughs> half full. Um, and, but, and obviously kids, no problem. Everything's fine. The trailers are almost done. We get there like halfway through the trailers and the really stupid, awful uh, Coca-Cola pizza bullshit garbage that is, uh, plays in the beginning of all of these movies, which I hate, is going on. I'm like, I'm safe. We're good. In comes mom with newborn baby and two-year-old boy. No father, no, 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 nobody else, just her. I'm like... Okay, here we go. Now, where are you going to sit? Oh, right behind me. Motherfucker. <laughs> so, right behind me, they sit, and this baby starts to get fed. Uh, which like, way, oh, I, sir? What do you mean? Uh, it sounded like tit-sucking, but I don't know. Um, oh, I, that's something I'd want to investigate. Oh, I, and the kid is, uh, you know, <laughs> wrinkle, 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 crunch, 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 crunch. And then the kid starts asking questions, and then the baby starts crying because, you know, full of tit milk or whatever, I whatever. And it's just constant, just a constant stream of sucking and burping and crying and kid eating and asking loud questions that mom is not answering. She just lets it go. Just, like, I'm dealing with breast milk here. 
And the movies, I mean, and see, my wife and kids, they don't, they don't, that doesn't bother them. But yeah, it bothers me in the theater. Like, I don't, breastfeed all you want. I mean, spray milk everywhere in the theater. I don't care. (laughs) But take your damn kid out when they start crying or whatever. And tell your little boy, like, shh. I know it's a kid's movie. I know. But it's like the rest of the crowd was perfectly fine. All sorts of kids. They were fine. It was just the mom. And finally, I was like... And it seemed like they had the the temperature set to like 85 degrees in there. So I'm... And I was drinking coffee. So this is a recipe for just complete (laughs) sheer disaster. So by the last... You should have farted them away. Oh, I I should have. Oh, if I could have. Oh, if I could have. Uh, she would have probably thought it was her baby and shit in his pants. But so finally, the movie is getting towards the the, the big emotional part in Toy Story Four, and I'm like, I'm angry, I'm furious, I'm just ugh, furious at the all the bullshit behind me. So I just, I, I want to, I want her to know you have ruined my experience here in this theater. So I, you know, get up, kind of glance back, and move down to the front row. And I sat in the front row by myself watching the rest of the movie. And then, and here's the icing on this shit cake. So. The credits start, and we get little uh, we get little snippets of you know, oh, what like little scenes that are sprinkled throughout the end credits. So I'm sitting in the front row by myself, and you know I, I think this woman realizes you know my kids probably need to get the hell out of this theater. So she goes down and is ready to leave, and that's when the first little segment pops on, and she stands right right fucking beside me with her two little kids that are. Shitting and crying and everything right beside me as I sit there in literally in my own private little inferno hell trying to sit through the rest of and I it's, I can't leave because my wife and kids are in, are back five rows enjoying the rest of the movie. It, awful, but the okay, movie itself was the movie itself was great. <laughs> Here's the alternate movie to that scenario: a uh, woman with a newborn and a child, and dad is gone all the time working. Just needs. A fucking break for two hours. Fuck it. I'm going to go see a movie. Goes and sits there. Literally has no idea that you exist or are annoyed by her whatsoever. Oh, that's a guaranteed. I, that's a hundred percent, hundred percent accurate. Yeah. She, she went home and what'd you do today, honey? I, I went, I took the kids to Toy Story 4. Oh, did you like it? That's yeah, it. it okay. That's it. That's it. There was nothing else after that. Yeah. Not, not Meanwhile, did, did you annoy some guy there? Guy, there was nobody else there. I was by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, my wife was like, she was like, right, she was like, you left right at the emotional part. So she's like, I was thinking about how angry you were down there. So she's like, so luckily she's like, I didn't get that emotional because I was thinking about your anger down there. <laughs> you know, oh, the I emotion. thought about your anger at uh, 8.15 this morning. I was like, huh, he still isn't ready. That means he's on the phone with the airline, and mm-hmm. he is furiously pissed off. Yeah, my life is generally wrapped around being pissed <laughs> off anymore. <laughs> uh, no, no, thank you. I'll wait for Toy Story 4, because everybody that sees it keeps saying, oh, it was so emotional, I was just weeping and bawling at the end of it. I'm like, I'm that's no, definitely gonna, no. That's definitely going to be a home home watch for me. Yeah. yeah. I will say it is, it is a huge step up from the part three. Like... It was funny, and the animation is fantastic. See, I loved and, part three, but... Ugh, not me. Uh, yeah. We're the weird ones. We're yeah. the weird ones. I, I, you're trying too hard to make me cry with yeah. your 
Oh, it was definitely, they were definitely going for the cheap feels of that, but I still enjoyed the hell out of it, dude. <laughs> Fair enough. You and everybody else in the rest of the world, it's just... <laughs> that was one and done. I watched that one time, and I'm like, no, I don't need my soul ripped out of me. And I'm sorry, Andy. <laughs> the bus, Woody, are gone. See, okay, so that, so it was effective for you, though. For me, it was like, nah, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I it just, I, I didn't... Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't getting See, the feels. See, to me, that was that was Finding Dory was that movie for me where it was like you yeah. are trying way too hard with mm-hmm. this one. Oh, I see, I, yeah. see I, I had the opposite reaction. I, I had the Toy Story 3 reaction to Finding Dory. No, that, yeah. that was emotional. But See, I was like, no, you're trying way too hard. This It, it was okay, but it's at the bottom of my... It's, it's down there with, like, cars at the bottom level of Pixar movies I don't care for. And here we are comparing Pixar movies and which one tore our heart out the most. Like, either way, they win. Oh, yes, they do. Finding yep. Nemo in, in A Bug's Life are my, my jam as far as... <laughs> I, I like one the one two person that loves A Bug's Life, so... Oh, that's a good movie, but I, it's Incredibles for me. But yeah. that's the comic book superhero shit bleeding yeah. through, so... I would say that the Cars series is probably my least favorite. I watched the first one and maybe I think I watched part two as well, and I know I'm good. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, the Cars and Planes movies, meh. Oh. But my yeah. kids love them. I've watched them so many times. Same here. Same here. Uh, okay, <sighs> let's move on. Um, I guess TJ, go ahead. You can be up next. Alrighty. So from. I want to review 2018's The Headhunter. Oh, um, here we go. So, yeah, this fucking kicks ass. It is so good. Directed <laughs> by the dude that made the Thanksgiving movies, okay? Bear that in mind. This movie was made for like $30,000. It looks better than some multi-million dollar budget films that I have seen. Um... There's about ten lines of dialogue in the entire film, but it's this—it's just one of those slow, atmospheric burns. And but it—and I was never bored. It captivated me the whole way through. It's just one of those. It's—I see some reviews, and I and I have to agree with it that it is basically a horror version of the the video game Skyrim. Holy <laughs> like, shit! It's 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 fucking amazing, dude. It, it's just it's it's so hard to describe without giving anything away because it's such a unique, weird movie, and it's just, but it's amazing. Somebody needs to give this dude a huge budget and be like, make make the Warcraft sequel. If you can make a movie this amazing on thirty thousand dollars. Here's ten million. Let's see what you can do with ten million because he he could probably make fifteen movies with ten million. You know he's just, <laughs> but it's just the dude's got talent, and I don't care even if you hate the Thanks Killing movies, they are dumb as shit, but they are entertaining in in a stupid way. You know, it's like the guy can make an entertaining film for no money, so give him some money. Eugene, uh, thanks Thanks Killing movies. I have not seen uh, I have not seen that. It's yeah. they're 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 scared they're I mean they are low budget puppety think meet the feebles but like full on just comedic horror it's it's really weird it's it's if you like meet the feebles I think you would probably dig it is it trauma level low budget yes very much oh hey there we go 
There's, there's things killing like one in three, okay? There's really no second one. So it's just, you have to go with the joke, and I'm not spoiling it. So just, you have to watch them to understand it. But yes. Nice. Okay. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, it's an experience. So, (laughs) Um, can I review one more real quick? Yeah, yeah. Um, I finally got around to watching Bird Box, which I hadn't seen in, um, I was, you know, I really wasn't sure what to expect because the majority of reviews I've seen have been mixed. People seem to either think this is the greatest thing ever made or, meh, you know. So I, I went in kind of with very little expectation. Um, and I did enjoy it, but it's way, way too long for my life. Agreed. Um, I thought the premise and the acting and the score were all good, but the middle segment of this movie just slogged. Like, I got about 30 minutes in, where in the first 30 minutes were great. From that first 30 minutes to, like, the next 45, I, I mean, I literally was starting to check out and look at my phone, and I, I looked at the... I looked at the time because I thought it was like, man, this movie's two hours long. It must be almost done. Yeah. I had gone 20 minutes and I was like, Oh no. But then around the start of the third act, it started picking up and the pacing and stuff got better. And I did, I did enjoy it. Um, I wouldn't go back to this anytime soon, but maybe down the road, I'd give it another view. I give that one three stars and I give headhunter four stars, which it's, it's pushing four and a half. Because I thought Headhunter was that good. Damn, now I'm kind of regretting not picking that. <laughs> I'd say there's always next week, but after that yeah. review, I'm probably going to be watching that this week. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I just, I, I'm really curious to see what you guys think because I loved it. It was right up my alley, you know. I can't wait. I'm going to watch that very soon. Okay, yeah. my turn. Let's start with Pet Cemetery from 1989. <laughs> uh, why is it misspelled? Can that's ever... the way Stephen King spelled it. Because, because that's how the little kids, the kids accidentally spelled it on the sign when he was growing up. The kid couldn't spell right. All right, so fair, enough. Why... fair enough. That's fair enough. the story. <laughs> uh, I have read this book, and the book was awful. And the movie is awful and oh fuck i rewatched it because it's on eugene's voodoo so why the fuck not i'll i'll just give it a shot and yeah i fucking hate this shit uh it's not awful because it's a terrible story it's not it's not awful because it's a poorly made film Eh, that's borderline that's 50 50 (laughs) it's awful because the story is so fucking awful like, oh, even before I was a parent, this was hard shit to digest. Even when I read this story in high school, uh, the description of the kid's brains in his ball cap on the road <laughs> affected the hell out of me. Now that I have kids and young boys uh, uh, surrounded on this property, all four sides by roads, <laughs> which I'm a big fan of! Especially people in this tiny little allotment. They are trying to go back to the future or some shit. Every time they're driving around here, it's like, you got a hundred feet. Why are you, why, why are you going 45? Like, hmm, hmm. It's great. 
so every time my kid is chasing a ball or whatever and I hear a car engine, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Stephen King wanted to hurt somebody. That, that, that's my evaluation of this story, of conjuring this tale into life, is he wanted to hurt somebody. You know, he uh, wasn't going to publish this because he thought it was too dark and disturbing, and it sat in his desk for years before they actually, somebody convinced him to publish it. It's 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 not an enjoyable experience. Uh, See, the I novel loved it. or I the loved book, the novel I, and the movie, but I'm a glutton for punishment with that, I guess. So you the know. the novel was very very affecting, but then when that you know what scene I mean when I say that scene, that scene in the movie, yeah, they did it so effectively, especially with that uh, Steven Spielberg kind of push pull thing yeah. with the. With Motherfucker, man. And that, that, that is the, is that the, not the most effective no in oh. all of cinema? Oh, yeah. No, no, it's one of the greats. And then, but, but see, after that, this is where the 50-50 part comes in. After that, the movie kind of starts falling apart because you're like, dude, now you're just kind of being a dumbass. And not to mention the amount of time. Take a shot every time that guy falls down. You will not survive this movie because he falls <laughs> down a lot. The dude literally falls out of bed from a dream at one point and hits his yeah. head on the nightstand. No, that, I'm not a fan. And I, I, I will obviously I'll give this movie a rational grade of like a six or a seven. That's a positive grade. It's an effective movie. It. Yeah. But for me, fuck this movie and this story. I, I, ooh, I'll watch the remake when it come when I get around to it, but. The remake is... I loved the remake. I thought it was just cool. It is just... Oh my god, I'm it's just... I'm anxiously waiting to run it here in another week or so when it comes out on video. <laughs> oh, and on the other end of the spectrum... Hold on, let me pull this up so I get the synopsis right. Because I'm playing video games, so I'm reviewing stuff I've watched in the last couple of months. Da-da-da. You're the best of the best. But part two. Uh, the Coliseum oh. is the fighting arena owned by the champion Brockus. Now after the death of their friend Ree and Roberts want revenge. Starring Eric Roberts. Best of the best. Part two. Chris Penn. Meg Foster. Sonny Landham. You know who that is, right? Billy. Billy. <laughs> Billy. That's right. Uh, this was a movie. Yep, this was a movie. This deserved to be on VHS. And my God, was it on VHS. <laughs> uh, I giggled all the way through this movie. All one hour and 41 minutes of it. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I, how do you have a best of the best two? You already had the best of the best? I mean... This is the best of the best of the best. There you go. That was what the tagline should have been. <laughs> and that wouldn't have been a false statement. It was not the best of the best of the best. It was just, uh... The best of Eric Roberts off. again, and we're going to try and get his shirt off as much as we can, and... You're like, Dramatic yeah. overacting Eric Roberts moment. Right. You are so good. I yeah. cannot understand why. And nowadays we're like, Eric Roberts, oh yeah, I remember him from the 80s and 90s and stuff. And we forget that, hmm, he doesn't know martial arts, or, uh, hmm, but yet was in a martial arts series? 
Yeah, well, you know, it happens. <laughs> ah, big sweeping camera shots of them doing spin kicks and very slow punching. Yes. <laughs> so it was good. It was totally enjoyable. I'd put it up for our next uh, commentary track, but I've been demoted from that role. So you have to make that decision, sir. Oh, and I shall. <laughs> Uh, where are we? <laughs> oh, we're getting there. It's time for coming soon and wrap up. Eugene, you're up first. Okay. Um, boy, I wasn't able to review any Vinegar Syndrome movies. Oh, you know, I, if you want to, go ahead. I watched and, and put up on uh, eBay. I guess that that's the review in and of itself. If you guys want to keep going, good. keep going. I'm just trying to keep us in a timely manner. Um, I want to review one more movie. Go and for then, it. Go and for then it. I'll be... I'll be done. Um, so I watched that uh, because we talked about it uh, on our last show. The um, I already forget what the movie was called. Witch Mountain or something Tiger Mountain. Mountain. Was Tiger Mountain. Taking Tiger Mountain. You remember that one, Eric? I, was that the one with uh, uh, Bill, Paxton. Bill Paxton? Yep, black and white movie. Um, oh, awful, awful. Just, oh my lord. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, it's, I mean, it's long gone. It's somewhere, somewhere else in the United States. I don't own it anymore. It got mailed out a couple days ago, but, and I got my money's worth and then some out of it because, because I'm a subscriber, but, oh, I mean, it, I, I can see what Vinegar Syndrome did with their June release. They're like, you know what? Let's just, you know, we've done the porn stuff. We've done the gory, whatever. Let's, let's do Art House. And I watched every, one of well no no I didn't open that Putney Swope or whatever but <laughs> you watched all of those movies from last I watched week? the other three yes and what I mean, is wrong with you I, I I there's so much there was so much pretentious art being shoved into my eye sockets and my face <laughs> hole I'm done Shame. I'm done I just want to watch Shame. I just want to watch just <laughs> sleazy shit now I'll agree that you I'll agree you're done when you actually turn one off but you don't. Oh, I fast-forwarded the hell out of some of those. I mean, it was like, okay, times two. Here we go. Times two. Or I just turned the volume off and turned on my audio book and... (laughs) You're literally the dude in the bathroom stall at the glory hole going, well, if I just suck harder, this will be over quicker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this thing is... it, It just starts and I'm like, oh, these women are sitting around. They're experimenting on Bill Paxton. Uh, and they make him a woman, I think, and then not a woman, and then they ship him off to some commune to where there's a bunch of prostitutes, but he's supposed to kill some dude that's running the place because feminism or something. And this still sounds way better than the Child's Play remake you described to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's lots of frolicking around the the fields and... Him contemplating stuff, and the women are talking to him about. But it's, stuff. see, it's metaphorical. You see, Eugene. It's, it's oh yeah, lots of a lot of broken down buildings and lots of black and white shots of stuff, just stuff. And oh, I hated it. I hated it. So it's anyway. It's out of my life until there's a sale, and then I might be like, ah. that wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was. Oh. And then I haven't even got the Night Owl. What's really funny out of this whole mess is that the best film you got this month was Putney Swope, and you didn't watch it! <laughs> what? 
You didn't see that movie, did you? No, I didn't, but I, neither did you. I'm saying that's the no. one that you yeah. missed it. I'll watch it be a, like a masterpiece, and yeah. now it's probably out of print and going for $1,000. And I sold it for twenty. <laughs> Putney Perfect. Swope. I don't even like that name. I don't. I, uh, get, get back to the sleaze, folks. Please. Uh, going down to Putney Swope. Right next yep. to L- Licksville. <laughs> and, and what... So of course they're they're doubling <laughs> July they're doubling down on their sleeves and their you know their gory and the porn stuff like I think there's two porn titles and uh, Hellgate is coming out now I'm like Hellgate now we're talking so I'm not sure what that's all about but then the other one I some I don't know panties on the cover or something I'm like ah it's there we go typical <laughs> comes with a slip cover though a real nice firm hard sexy slip cover. Hey, I'm done now. I'm all oh, done. You okay. need to sit there. Take my money. Take my yep. money, please. Oh. oh, they already have it. They've, they've, <laughs> they've had my money since the beginning of this year. They just send me stuff here and there. Uh, <laughs> pre-ordering, pre-ordering from your pimp. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it is. Uh, oh, and the diseases that I have acquired. Gonna sell herbalitis for everyone. <laughs> I'm re- I'm actually trying to log into their website. I want to see what uh, what those titles are that are coming out. And uh, come on, um, TJ, anything else you want to re- review? No, I, I'm good with reviews. We want to move on to coming soon. <laughs> coming soon, Eugene. Um, by the way, the Pink Ladies and Mascara are uh, next month. So the Pink Man, Ladies that... is a sequel. To, uh, uh, sequel to Grease. I don't know, but that cover is. I'm all about that cover. Uh, Eugene needs some oh, time. <laughs> yep, so what's coming soon? Uh, I'm going to review the New York Ripper, the new 4K remaster from Blue Underground. I want to review that. And uh, I want to review the uh, TV, the HBO series Chernobyl on next episode. Uh, yay for that. Uh, what else? Uh, going to try to do Spider-Man in the theater, maybe, because I'm sure I'll have all sorts of wonderful experiences there. Um, what else? Oh, Night Killer, a.k.a. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 from Claudio Fagrasso. I watched that. And wow. Just wow. Okay. That's that's me. <laughs> TJ. I am on vacation this week, so I am doing my long-awaited, digitally remastered Planet of the original Planet of the Apes Blu-ray box set that I'm finally going to sit down and watch all of them. Nice. While, while I'm on vacation, because I have been waiting for this until I had the time to sit down and actually watch them from start to finish all the way through. Because have you I've seen only, them before? No, I've I've seen I think the first and the third one. And part of one of the other ones, but I can't remember. I know there's a couple I've never seen, so I'm very excited for that. And uh, I am probably going to watch Captain Marvel at some point this week as well, because I haven't got to that yet. Sweet. I am neck deep in Jessica Jones Season 3. I'm going to finish that up very soon, because I'm just ripping through it. Uh, I had a Best Buy gift card that I got for my birthday... And then one day I was like, hmm, I wonder what I ordered. <laughs> uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. All full complete series on Blu-ray. Ho, nice. <laughs> hell yes. Uh, awesome. Nine Blu-ray discs. 
Amazing. I also got some um, spaghetti westerns. I, I just had to use up the last couple bucks on that uh, thing. And Under the Skin, Scarlett Johansson. I had the nice. voodoo of that one. Do you have the voodoo of that one, TJ? I do not. Okay, I will be passing that your way because I have the voodoo of that one, I believe, and but I didn't have the Blu-ray and the, you know, uh, the... I don't give a shit who you are. The sound is different on Voodoo and a sound system. Uh, the Blu-ray disc is still... Yeah. Physical media is still king. Yep. Uh, so I picked that one up for a couple of bucks, but it came with a uh, Voodoo code, so I should be able to pass that on to you. Sweet. And what else? Uh, I'm still re-watching those Rick and Morty uh, marathons, even though I've watched them five times. I don't, I don't care. The shit's still fucking funny. That's about it for me. Okay, uh, anything else? Uh, now's the part of the show where we just wait until it gets good and awkward, and then we hang up. How's it going, Eugene? <laughs> I feel bad that I was bad-mouthing Vinegar Syndrome. Sorry. I'm sure they listen to our show. Yeah. I, you, you guys are great. I Thumbs up. There, sitting there, going, that son of a bitch, Eugene. We're going to yeah. give him all the slightly dented covers from here on out so he can't sell them for top dollar. <laughs> Literally took him ten seconds to make it awkward. It was, it was like, fuck, I need to get on my knees for vinegar syndrome, even though I was just like, but it has a condom slipcover, so that's cool. So that's I have why this it's great. rash, and it's, it's really red, and it's more of a sunburn. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I went fishing the other day, and I so I put suntan lotion everywhere except for my knees, and my shorts rode up. So there's like this one spot on my knees that's got like this second degree sunburn, and it hurts really bad every time I walk. So that's my awkward story. For the end of the show. Part of me wants to cut the show right there. Like even this part, what I'm saying, we're gonna cut out. It's just gonna be that. That's that's the end. Then the music will start. But I won't do that to you. Uh, even though I probably should, but it yeah. does piss me off because you, uh, you probably had some awesome crab or something that you caught out of that. You, you came out of that with some good seafood, didn't you? No, no, I was, I was freshwater fishing. I didn't go, I didn't get to go to the ocean. Usually I go to the ocean to deep sea fish during my summer vacation, but, um, it, everything is light this year because the weather here in Maine has been really odd this year and we're like a month behind where we normally are so there's nothing really hitting yet but we have all kinds of great white sharks up here all of a sudden that everybody's getting videos of and like the harbors and so we're having our own personal Amity you know it is almost July 4th and Amity yep. does mean friendship so you know <laughs> it's, it's about time to start fe- I gotta take the little Kittner boy swimming later this afternoon so. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'll just let him in the water for just a few more minutes. He'll be fine. He'll be all right. <laughs> well, now I feel bad that I was kind of bad-mouthing milking lady in the theater. Shit. <sighs> you weren't. You weren't. You said it's good that she was had her boob out and going oh, for it. Just, yeah, she probably had a shitty day and like I should probably go take the... But still, she it, probably hadn't slept in a week. Yeah, and then here if I Eugene am. If Eugene would have been a proper gentleman, he would have said, "Ma'am, would you like me to hold your baby so you can enjoy this film?" And I'll, oh I my promise lord! I'll never give in a zillion years would I ever do that shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I as sh- a I fellow just parent, been... I know the struggle you're going through right yeah. now, and I would like to let you have a. I know being a mom is tough. As a mom myself. <laughs> yeah. 
<sighs> Don't worry, dude. She was completely unaware that you existed. Yo, I know. I know. Oh, I. she exists in my world. She's a part of my life story now. This is why I don't go to the theater anymore. Yeah. I gotta deal with shit like that. I I drive by a theater literally every day on my way home from work, and I go, like, once a year. (laughs) I just can't... (laughs) The last couple times I went was annoying. I used to go every damn week. Every damn week. We had a system set up every Monday. Me and a group of guys would go. Yep. Not... not, Fuck it. What, I go, like, three times a year now? Maybe? If it doesn't have Batman or lightsabers, I'm out. That's yeah, that's the only thing I'll risk, because those things are so cool that I'll still like it even if the crowd is shitty. The thing is, now having the theater set up in the basement, it's like, man, I, I get the same experience, but in my home. And I can have a beer or something if I want to and just turn the surround up and I don't have random people going... <laughs> Did you ever have the guy that uh, brought in a bag of, uh, uh, like, Werther's candies or some shit, where they're individually wrapped? Oh, crinkle, 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 Oh, something like that, yeah, yeah. The entire bag he ate. Did I ever tell you about my my favorite, though, annoying person experience in the theater? About the... We were watching The Waterboy, okay? Right up the road from the University of Maine. Uh, Granted, this was quite a while ago, right? So there's this dude that decides he needs to talk at every single scene that happens on screen and talk to the screen, right? And Lawrence Taylor comes on, and he's like, LT. And somebody's like, dude, shut the fuck up. And the guy's like, what, you going to make me? And the whole humane football team stands up and turns around and looks at the dude, and he's just awesome. like, oh, shit. And everybody, nobody made any noise for the rest of the movie. That was That was awesome. We were just dying laughing. We're like... Dude, here's like a core of six foot five, three hundred pound linemen that are about ready to kick your ass if you don't shut up. The dude, <laughs> it was just the best. Everybody clapped a little bit after, and then it was it was on for the rest of the movie. I was like, why can't we have security like that in every film? <laughs> that would get everybody back into the theater. I I, I propose a, a idea where, you know, when you go into the theater and you, uh, you're going to your particular theater in that group. There, it's on the, there's theaters on the left and there's theaters on the right. Why don't we have yeah. a hallway above there where uh, personnel can walk and look into the theater, each theater, and maybe even make a mark. Like, you could have a, a, a erasable thing, marker, that you could mark, oh, this guy is kind of making some noise. And if he does it more than once, you just walk in and kick him the fuck out. Yeah. They're not going to do that. But if yeah. they would, sorry, your ticket sales would go up. I, you would get people like me back into the... I, every fucking weekend I used to go. I can I can deal with a little bit of noise from people eating. Stuff like that doesn't bother me. It's the fucking people that won't shut up the entire film or on their fucking cell phone and the lights glare Dude, every there three are guys, seconds. People or, in the, down in the front fucking row and they hold their cell phone way up here and they're doing this. Oh, and, yeah. There, there were, there was a time when I went to a movie. I don't even remember. I think it might have been an Underworld sequel. I don't even remember. But there was like five people in the movie, and two of the, this guy and his girlfriend sat in front of me. And the bitch put her phone up, had her knees propped up on the seat in front of her, and then put her phone up above her head so that she could text and stuff right in my face. And at one point, I said, "Put your damn cell phone down." And the boyfriend turned around and was like, "Chill out, chill out." And I was like. 
fuck you too. And yeah. then uh, a few months later, the uh, was it Dark Knight Rises shooting thing happened in Colorado. I want to oh, say, yeah. yeah. I was done. I, I I used to be the guy that yelled at people in the theater. I'm not doing it anymore. These motherfuckers have guns and they're psychos. I'm not getting shot over a damn movie. Not to mention that they keep ruining movies for me. So what they need to do, okay, I, I think I have a good solution for this. Because I think what we need to do is have over 30 day. So you have to be at least 30 to even go in the theater on, like, Tuesday nights. It's over 30 day. You can't With come no in the kids. theater if you're 30. Yeah. Because I hate to say it, but 90% of the time it's it's maybe we did this a little bit when we were younger because we were dumb and young and didn't, you know. But it's like as I get older, my tolerance. I don't remember ever doing it, but, I mean, I remember sneaking beer into the theater. That's fine. Stuff. Sneak all the beer you in know, you want. That, but I was but, not an obnoxious asshole. And, and it, But yeah. we always watched the movies, you know. It was, it was And here's just, another problem. Half the problem I have with the people in the theater are probably 50. Uh, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Have you been paying attention? I haven't. like well, that was like when we were, that's like when we went to a quiet place. Everybody in the theater was dead silent for mo- for most of it. But there, at the very beginning, there was this, this one couple. They were probably in their mid-50s, early 60s. And at the beginning, before the movie starts, they're just talking at full volume back and forth. And right when the movie starts, they're whispering, I don't know what's going on. Everything's very quiet. And the ladies, and the, and the wife was telling the guy, he's like, you need to be you need to shut up, and you could tell people were getting pissed. And I think they finally felt the hatred boiling towards them because they did shut up eventually. Because that would have completely ruined that fucking whole experience if they had. You have more reasonable people in Maine than we have in Ohio. Because you can straight tell people, shut the fuck up, and they will turn around and, and look at you and be like, uh, fuck you, I will do what I want. I came to this movie, I paid the ticket price, I'll do what I want. No, see, in Maine, they'd probably... The, the thing is, in Maine, is... They'd probably get their asses dragged outside and get the shit kicked out of them if you mouth off to somebody like that because you just don't disrespect folk up here. And uh, yeah, it gets, <laughs> so. I'm for this. This is my platform in 2020. <laughs> We're wrapping up. Beat people up in theaters. No guns. Just beat them up if they're assholes. Who's with me? Yay! <laughs> Sweet. I got two here. Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up? <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on, man. I've uh, I've missed doing the podcasting, and it was great to finally catch back up with you, dudes. Hey, uh, you know, if, if our life ever settles down, and we we'll, we'll get back into having more guests on and doing more commentary tracks and all that jazz, it just right now me and Eugene are just swamped. Oh, dude, so. I, I absolutely one hundred percent crazy, one hundred percent get it. I know how it goes. Okay, uh, we'll catch up with you next time, sir. See you guys later. Later. All right. See ya. for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.